0: I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. Today, I'm joined by Diana Coyden, a highly accomplished and award-winning pastel artist based in Cary, North Carolina. Diana's work is expresses movement with clouds and sky and rhythms of the sea, often featuring coastal scenes and marine life, all evident in her unconscious attraction to blue. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you
1: very much,
0: Jeff. Okay,
1: this is a great opportunity to share my artistic journey with you and everyone. It's a distinct honor and a pleasure.
0: Well, Why don't we start off by uh, you sharing with the audience uh, a current project? Maybe some of you just finished, something you're getting ready to start.
1: Well, right now, uh, my current project is a very large uh, commission that I'm working on. Um, a gentleman has asked me to do horses, okay, which I've done in the past. They're a little more trickier with the anatomy for me, but I love it. All right. And it's um, going to be wonderful when I'm done with it. I'm working at it now, and uh, it's um, a surprise. (laughs) So I'm hoping that it will turn out like I can foresee how it's working at now, as well as another that is a coastal. So I have like two easels going at the same time with the pastels on each that I need to work with. So it's fun. Okay, I'm really enjoying it.
0: And how do you split your time between the two of them? Do you have a moment where you're feeling the horse vibe and another moment when you're feeling the coastal vibe?
1: Uh, yes. It's really funny how uh, that works. Sometimes I'll walk, I leave them up in my studio to look at, but, oh, well, now I need to work on this part, okay? And I go there and I work on that. And I, I'm kind of like multifunctional, like I always have been and even in the house. do like to finish them okay but i like to look at them a little bit more and as i pass through and look at it okay this is what i need to do with this one so i sit down and look at it and i start working with that and it's fun okay i just just love it
0: well cool well good luck with both of those commissions thank
1: you very much
0: so the the first of our questions and my favorite is uh What is your earliest memory of making art of any kind?
1: I have been asked that many times, okay, but first of all, I'm going to say I can't remember when I wasn't an artist. Drawing and painting began at a very early age, and I can even remember winning a portrait sketch of our third grade teacher, okay? It's crazy. And then I won a county fair ribbon in Pittsburgh for my very first canvas painting, which I might add, I still have. And I am absolutely not sure when I look at it why I ever won now. (laughs) And when I look at that, because I keep it hanging, uh, I think of the very famous Raleigh artist, Bob Rankin, and I'm sure everybody knows Bob. He said one time to me, "There are no mistakes in art, just creative delays." That has always stuck with me, and so my very first oil was just the delay to in becoming creative. Okay, in in my adult life. So, um, through throughout my growing years, um, I was. Uh, asking for paint by numbers instead of the new Barbie doll that came out, okay? And throughout high school, my girlfriends all had their knitting needles for home economics while I held my paintbrushes to get to my art class and learn something new from an incredible art instructor that I had. I had fun, and I was always happy with creating a drawing, working on a project, being creative. I continued Chip, to draw and paint even through business college, and I always elected. I was always elected to design, or a brochure, a cover, a poster for any kind of event, and mostly all of that was in pen and ink. There again, pen and ink is a drawing, and I guess I was drawn to that, and I started to draw renditions of proposed homes with landscape for a very small company on the side. Exposure was a great tool for me, um, as I am self-taught. I learned a lot from library books at the time. We didn't have videos. and, and And I'd go out to every book and say, how to? And I decided this is all I'm going to do someday in my life. Okay, with uh, lots of workshops and classes behind me and all the media there is, um, I'm really happy to say that I am now an accomplished and experienced full-time professional artist for over 35 years now. So it's been a great journey for me.
0: Well, excellent, excellent. Well, this dovetails nicely into the the next question is you know you're a, you're a pastel artist. What brought you to that media, and why
1: well, this is interesting okay um I'm a multimedia artist, and first beginning with what all most artists begin with is oil when people think of classes and learning to draw, they always think of oil uh and I loved painting in oil. I found I just didn't have as much patience for the drying time. It, you know, I have two right now that are still drying. I'm going. Oh, no wonder I like panels. Okay. But my employer at the time was also an artist and an engineer. He introduced me to acrylics in the in the middle or late '60s. Okay, oh, my goodness, I thought this was marvelous because I found myself reading up my strokes because of the drying time and learning to blend a little bit faster pace. And at the same time, at the time, I decided to try even watercolor because the drying time was equally as fast and they were like sketchy drawings with just color added to them. So I decided to take the class around 1999, if I can remember, in acrylic. To make faster strokes because I wanted to paint like this instructor. <laughs> well, it didn't go forward, but it was unfortunately canceled. Okay, so I had a credit for another art class. And they told me, well, we have one opening left for pastels, and, and I just um, know that, you know, I'm not going to do that. Well, they convinced me to take the class. Never did I work with pastels, because um, I only had a box of about 15 or 20 that someone just gave to me as a gift, and I never used them. I didn't know what to do with them, and I never, ever thought I'd work with chalk. Okay, So I take the class, and after listening to all the instructions, and now it's my student time, I began my first ever pastel. And I was in total amazement how easy it was for me. Uh, I sketched my subject drawing with a pastel pencil. I added color and I started using my fingers because pastels is done with your fingers. I really felt like I was in kindergarten again. Okay. I mean, I'm blending these colors together with my fingers and I love the Feeling of the directness right onto the paper. I actually have completed a 21 by 27 landscape in two hours. Wow. I never, ever would I have imagined that. And the instructor and I were both surprised because that class was a four week long class and I was to bring the same picture every week. Well, in two hours, I finished this one. So I cannot believe it. Uh, I was encouraged to take that pastel downtown to the Visual Art Exchange at the time there. I entered it into a jury show, and I got in and took first place on on my pastel. Okay, from there on, I have primarily stayed with pastels as I am really, like you said, most expressive in this medium. It gives me um, total rich color, uh, with the variety and the immediacy to paint with them. Uh, it sticks in all different subjects, and I would challenge myself. Now, what can I do with this? So I went on to sailboats with very intricate uh, rigging, Mediterranean buildings, anything like that, no matter what I did in pastel, it turned out I could never have done this in any other medium. Mm -hmm. So if you love drawing like I did, you love pastel because pastel is drawing, even though it's painting and in some competitive exhibitions, um, it's under graphics believe it or not. Hmm. So what I like about the pastels is very you know, little is needed. Okay, just a good drawing on your paper and there's no brushes, no palette knives, no cleaning rags, no solvent. Um, just the only tool you need is your fingers and blenders if you choose. So all of this is very gratifying. Results uh, affording me many award-winning pastels on international, national, statewide, local levels, along with acquiring two signature statuses at this point. So, I will continue with pastels as my primary. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess so. But <laughs> well, so fun to think that you know here you you found this medium that just allows you to express yourself so effectively and that you almost didn't do it right if you hadn't been forced into that one class maybe you would never discovered it
1: exactly and i really was uh uncomfortable going to this class and it was like 20 people in there i thought oh my goodness okay just put me in the back i don't want anyone to see me and i you know pulled out this tiny little box and people are opening up these huge <laughs> cases of pastels, and I thought, oh, I really don't belong here. But um, I just and was just totally amazed because, you know, in our lifetime, things just come out, and you'd be surprised what you can do if you just do it, okay? That's all I could say. It's fun.
0: excellent excellent well we we touched this next question we touched a little bit on already but I, i love you elaborate you know what inspires your art where does it come from
1: well you know for a long time i painted plein air and i decided this is not what i enjoy i the weather the sun conditions i have done it uh downtown raleigh everywhere you know at the coast and I'm a slower painter than most because I'm so detailed. I found myself sun moving before I <laughs> I can get to it, all right? And um, so I landed up becoming a studio painter. And, Chip, I became a better photographer throughout the years. I've taken some photography classes. So um, I learned that what I need to do with my clouds especially I'm inspired by any kind of movement okay the clouds the water so I photograph many 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 pictures until I get what I really think this is what I want to paint and I return home to my home studio and I paint from my photos so I've recently um introduced myself as another challenge to people in my work something you Put aside, but I've had some workshops and classes that okay. Well, I've learned, I've learned a couple things that I, I I should know, and I challenge myself all the time. But many workshops taken over the past years, I started to apply what I've learned, and I'm happy with the result. I've had wonderful, wonderful opportunities here and abroad. Uh, with my late husband to photograph many marinas and scenes from Europe that are absolutely breathtaking. And the remembrance of those I get inspired to draw on the paper. So I'll take the picture and I'll look I say, okay, this is a pastel in the making, I know that. One of the highlights I had was um, a trip to the museum to see Degas's work in France. It I, just stared at it and it's hundreds of years old right and that's the beauty of pastels no matter what you see is what it will be years years from now it never um discolors it never cracks so what it's the same thing but whatever i paint today I won't be around, but 200, 300 years from now, it will look the same vibrant thing. And I was totally, I said, this is it. I'm going to try to be a de gosh, okay? Well, that's impossible, but he really inspired me. So just staring at his work and thinking of him touching that paper, encouraged me to keep on working in this medium. So I look at the subject now, Or a scene I tell myself, okay, this is it. I'm ready to do my best self.
0: Thank you for that insightful view into your creative process and your inspiration. Now shifting gears, what advice would you give to an artist just starting out?
1: If you're desirous of entering the art world, then just do it. Don't it and do not compare yourself to others who accomplished their journey expose yourself to every invitation to enter an exhibit no matter if it's juried or non juried and don't think about the result uh, for myself this is what i did just remember that you can do something special so make sure you feel special about it because most of the population can't draw and so you take workshops and all the mediums to see where you fit, actually Um, and after all those painting workshops classes art books videos magazines there just comes a point when you know you're ready to take on all that knowledge and experience and begin to find your own way there is absolutely no question that classes and workshops give you a very strong foundation of drawing and technical skills. But at some point you have to take all that you have learned and just make it your own. Uh, How many times have you looked at an artist's work and say, well, why can't I paint like that? Just like I tried to do this acrylic class because I wanted to paint like this instructor. And then I thought about it. Well, maybe that artist is saying the same thing about your work. Ah, so in discovering your own pathway to expression, you'll develop your own signature style. You want the public to look at your work and recognize it's you. Nobody else, when they see a pastel hang, oh, I know that's Diana Poison. That's what you are striving for. You can't just say you want to become a better painter. You almost need to have a plan, okay? Because successful artists just aren't lucky. They have a pattern that leads to their success. Each year, myself, I have a goal. I say, okay, well, this year, I'm going to try for this. I'm going to challenge this. And this is what I always did. It's why I mentioned people now. I've challenged myself to do that. And you know, I set my goal, go for it, and then celebrate yourself. This is where
0: your art's gonna move forward. Ah, that's wonderful advice. Thank you.
1: Well, you're welcome.
0: And our, our last question is um, what artist or artist should our audience go check out?
1: For me, it, The pastelist is Sally Strand, and I had the wonderful opportunity a few years back to take a week-long workshop with this personable, talented pastelist who has been exhibiting professionally over 40 years and many accolades to her name. She relates to small moments in life that Others seem to overlook. She paints, as she sees herself in them, singular moments of life in the world, and even passages of time, which is an example, her mother at the stove cooking. This is, and they're done so well and so soft. It, It gives you a chill when you look at it because she has pictures of Her grandmother just sitting reading, very small messages and very little detail in it, but just enough that it's just amazing. Her figures and her nuisance of light, they're absolutely incredible pieces of art. And those who are interested in pastels, I really encourage you to look at her website. And as a teacher and published in books and magazines internationally. Her words of wisdom and strength in creating are
0: absolutely untouchable. Well, it sounds like a wonderful recommendation. I look forward to to digging in. Well, that brings us to the end. I want to thank you for the time and for the insights. Well, I appreciate this very much. It's been a
1: real pleasure, really, and I hope I hope all of you ours out there who say, oh, I just can't do it, you can. You just go forward. You just do it. And if anyone who's interested in beginning pastels, I'll be doing a workshop at BEBF in January next year, which will be all beginning pastels.
0: Well, wonderful. And for folks who want to check out your work, they can do it at your website, Diana DianaCordon.com. Dot com. And of course, in person, where you and I both share gallery space at the Carey Gallery of Artists and Bev's Fine Art in Raleigh and the Maddie King Davis Gallery in Beaufort. So, uh, with that, I will once again say thank you very much and encourage our audience to tune in next time for another discussion with a contemporary artist here on the Artist Spotlight. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.